Welcome to Unabashed You, conversations to become who you already are. The focus at UY is to be who you are without apology, for you are one of a kind, without equal. Be encouraged as these conversations will help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Your companion to the whimsy and beauty of the human spirit, Rochelle Condi now. Sean is back to answer Thanksgiving trivia questions for the Thankful and Giving Back series we are in this month. Like, do you know how long the first Thanksgiving lasted? Or which Christmas song was supposed to be sung on Thanksgiving Day? This round is very entertaining with guaranteed chuckles. We can always count on Sean here at UY. Welcome back, Sean. Thanks for having me. (laughs) For starters, for our fun questions, we're doing some Thanksgiving multiple choice questions as it is uh, Thanksgiving time here in the U.S. Number questions. So just 10 questions. So nothing too crazy. They were out there on the on the. Interwebs, there was like 50, 175. I was like, oh my gosh, too many, too many. All right, number one. Go, I'm I'm sorry, go ahead. Not gonna be uh (laughs) asking me the history of the the Puritans and stuff, is it because I I can't remember much. Yeah, well, it'll it'll be amusing no matter what happens, right? Okay. Number one, what is the number one Thanksgiving release of all time? And here we're talking about movies, the number one Thanksgiving release of all time. Oh, I'm supposed to give you the multiple choice. (laughs) Moana, Toy Story 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet, or Frozen? They're all just Disney. This is, was this put on by Disney? No, no, no. Well, they're all Disney movies, I think. Or Pixar, which is owned by Disney. Um, Frozen is was the biggest thing, right? Okay, is that final answer? <laughs> yeah. Okay, you are correct. Frozen is... I was the... hoping it would be Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which is considered a Thanksgiving classic. Yes, yes it is. And it is a, a, a funny one for sure. Number two, how long did the first Thanksgiving last? The first Thanksgiving, how long did it last? Was it a day, two days, three days, or four days? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, they didn't have a lot going on back then. (laughs) So I'm going to guess four days. Okay, that that is very close. You overshot it just a hair. It was a three-day long party of Thanksgiving, right? And I'm not exactly sure how that works. Do you just, you eat and then you sleep for for a little while? Just keep going. And then eat some more. Fall asleep at the table and sling yourself some more slaw. Yeah, because it had to be a long way for people, some people to gather, right? So it's not like you're just going to eat and then go home. True. <laughs> three, now question number three, the first national Thanksgiving was declared by which president? Oh, gosh. Would that be George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, or James Madison? The first national Thanksgiving. Which 
U.S. president declared it. There was a president? These are these are all four presidents. Washington oh, the official at, Thanksgiving. Yeah, the first it That's says the first national before. the first okay. national Thanksgiving. Oh. You got Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison. I can picture Jefferson, you know, with his little bald head with the little hair on the side, little roly poly body, like just chewing away at a turkey leg. So I'm gonna say him. Okay. It was George Washington, and I think that you're thinking of Ben Franklin. You did a very <laughs> wonderful description of Ben Franklin. I, that that description does not fit. In, does not fit Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson was the one who did the. And please bear with me, listeners, as all of my, <laughs> my memories of our past presidents are from cartoons. Probably uh, the 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 key on the kite was that not. That was Ben Franklin. You are really on a Ben Franklin roll tonight. What did Franklin do? Also uh, invented the bifocals. What did, what did Jefferson do? Well, um, he it's was one of the, one of the cider, one of the founding forefathers. Yes, and think of him in Hamilton. I can't. <laughs> okay. Um, we will have listener. We'll have to pull up some quick info here about Thomas Jefferson. But, but I do remember the the song. Um, Look at the fireworks, fireworks that Benjamin Franklin sings in that one. Oh, scene. Ben Franklin sings in that. No, of course not. <laughs> I was like, where was I? Okay. Well, he was a lawyer for starters. He uh, was a statesman, a diplomat, an architect, philosopher, and as you said, founding father. Uh, He was the third president from 1801 to 1809. And he was the second vice president under John Adams and the first U.S. Secretary of State under George Washington. So a very uh, busy politician yeah and just in case you want to you know get some health on uh thomas jefferson here he was the victim of many disorders headaches dysentery rheumatism bone fractures malaria possibly tuberculosis dental problems diabetes and urinary tract obstruction poor tommy yeah (laughs) Poor Tommy. Poor Tommy J. Poor Tommy. That was that's a lot to suffer from right there. That's too much. I don't haven't much. suffered any of those, but I do feel that sometimes the world is <laughs> you, do you now feel a kinship with Tommy J? Do you now feel or are you gonna be back on Ben Franklin? No, right? I, I do feel kinship with him, but I still still will picture him like Benjamin Franklin in my <laughs> Okay. You do you, as they say. (laughs) What was the first large-scale balloon used in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day? The first large-scale balloon used in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. I feel like just having you like guess. Yeah, I'm going to say Woodstock from Charlie Brown. Okay, all right. Is is it before Charlie Brown? Is it? I think it was. I sort of think it was. Yeah. Um, it well, I'm going to give you four now, and then you can uh, choose. Then, um, okay, we've got uh, 
Where did it go? You've got uh, Mickey Mouse, Betty Boop, Speedy Gonzalez, or Felix the Cat. Ooh, let's go Felix. You know what? You would be correct. Ah, finally. Yeah. So the no, you got that first one right. So the first Thanksgiving Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was 1924. Okay. So, so uh, definitely predated almost hundred years ago. Almost a hundred years ago. Mm. And what is the maximum height? The giant balloons from the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade can be the maximum height. Do you want me to give them to you? Or you want to just go thin air? Uh, they can't be taller than nine NBA basketball players standing on top of each other's shoulders. Oh, I like that answer. This is probably pretty close to that. 70 feet. So you think seven stories and mm-hmm. each each large basketball player is probably six and a half feet tall. Oh, that's too much math. Six. <laughs> Wait, I have a calculator nearby. Okay, so I guess nine, 6.5 times nine, 58. I'm short. Oh, but, I need another... but some of those are taller. Some of those basketball players are even taller than six five. They're six eight, six nine, six uh, nine. I, I'm, I'm I think you're pretty need close. At least another NBA player and a half. Okay, seventy feet is the height. Seventy feet. So that's pretty very close to what you you guessed. And I, it seems like it it is um, mandatory that it be a windy day. Like, I'm not sure exactly how they work that out, but it just seems like it's supposed to be windy because you see those people trying to hold Hold on to the balloons and all of that. (laughs) Which U.S. state produces the most turkeys? Which U.S. state produces the most turkeys? I feel like thin air. Let's go thin air and then I'll give you... It's got to be one you never hear about, like Connecticut or... Or should we go for large swaths of land? I want to guess northeast. Hmm, okay. No? Well, I will tell you that none of them are in the northeast. So just so you say. <laughs> You've got Montana, Wyoming, Minnesota, or Ohio. What were the first two? Wyoming. Montana, Wyoming. Minnesota, Ohio. They're, they're all northern states, but not quite. It's a state that. you don't hear a lot about. Let's go Wyoming. Oh, okay. I like that the reasoning behind that. It's actually Minnesota, where your your people are from. Some of your people are from oh, Minnesota. <laughs> Which famous Christmas song was meant to be sung on Thanksgiving Day? I'm going to give you four choices. Where are you Thanksgiving? How do I love you? That one? (laughs) Not quite, but I like that rendition. Oh, Holy Night, Silent Night, Jingle Bells, All I Want for Christmas is You. (laughs) All I want is Thanksgiving is you. What was the second one? Silent Night. What was the first one? Oh, Holy Night. And then Jingle Bells and All I Want for Christmas is You. 
Okay. Well, O Holy Night has to do with Christmas. <laughs> uh huh. Silent Night doesn't technically, does it? No, I think it does mention Jesus. <laughs> what was the third one? Jingle Bells. You go all the way over, pushing through the snow. Let's go Jingle Bells, even though I don't think that's right. It is right, Sean. What? Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells was meant to be sung on Thanksgiving Day. All right, we're coming into the home stretch here. How long is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade's route? How long? This sounds like a lot of product placement. <laughs> Brought to you by Macy's. Yeah. Um, I it, hope those people don't have to go too far. Three-fourths of a mile. Okay, so we've got 0.5, 1.5, 2.5, and 3.5. <laughs> Uh, the first one. 0.5. It's actually 2.5. That's a long parade route, right? That's too much. I, I mean. Parades. Were you ever into parades? I would take you to some when you were a youngin. Yeah, but did you like them? Not particularly. I like, you know what I liked? I liked the cowboys on the horses that seemed all real and official. I thought that that, and that's a little nod to Yellowstone, which started last night, <laughs> which I didn't see it. <laughs> but yeah, I like the, like the real Today's looking cowboys. Today's episode of Unabashed You is brought to you by <laughs> Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Um, you know, I think some of those guys in the marching band, although those aren't my favorite, I like the pizzazz they give as they walk down. That's a lot of good pizzazz. So I, I appreciate those that give it the extra pizzazz. What about you? Gotta have some pizzazz. Uh, I don't want to scrunch with a bunch of people to watch people on floats. Okay. It's not for me. All right. That's, that's, yeah, I don't go to them anymore. I mean, you know, unless you know somebody in them, you you get a pass. Which utensil was not used in the original Thanksgiving meal? Spork. Which utensil? What, what, your answer was spork? Yes. Okay, since they didn't have that at that time, you're going to have to... The the little device where you put like half the lime in it and then you, you crunch it and then it gets all the juice out. Okay, that is not even one of the options. So utensil, you've got the knife, the fork, the spoon, and they threw in plate. I'm not sure why that's a utensil suddenly, but there you go. The spoon came before the fork, right? So I'll say fork. Very good. Very good. I'm not sure about the spoon. I I have no idea, but it was the fork. Did he do? It was the fork. And our final, final, final question. So I just want to point out really quick. So yes. Medieval times, people had tridents. They were impaling each other with those. It took that long for someone to go like, hey, instead of stabbing people with this, I should pick up my turkey with it. (laughs) Took that long? That's disappointing. Humanity. Yes. Yes. Get it together. 
Yeah, get it together. What is, and our final question, what is the percentage of Americans eating turkey for Thanksgiving? The Sadly, I think it's a lot. Okay, Despite- I'm going to get, I'm gonna, unless you want to make up a number, I can give you the four. What do you want? I would like to say, well, California probably throws that off a bit. I'm going to say... Two thirds are eating. Oh, that's turkey. good. Okay, the two thirds. That's that's pretty darn close. Eighty six percent. Eighty six percent. So two thirds would be thirty three point three plus three. So that'd be sixty six point six. So pretty close. Pretty 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 close. <laughs> All right. What did you uh, did you find it, any of that amusing? I hope so. I, I like your logic. About... I love your logic. Thank you. Uh, I learned a lot about the Macy's Day <laughs> parade, and I I have this all of a sudden. I'm drawn to go watch it. <laughs> that would be interesting to see one time live, but I, I think I don't even watch it on TV, so you know no. I don't know that I need to go. All right, you had mentioned you were thinking about um, being thankful. And gratitude today on your walk. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, you this of, is the month of Thanksgiving. You'd sort of run something by me um, yesterday or whenever we um, talked last mm-hmm. about like listing all the things you're grateful for. And I went on a friend with uh, I went on a walk with my friend Kyle the other day, and he was saying that like. Part of something that he's doing is, yeah, like saying at the end of the night with his wife, like, let's list a bunch of things we're grateful for. So we're going to bed being grateful. And I thought, ooh, that's that's good. And so um, it is easy. We are wired as human beings to focus on bad things. I'm not just making that up. That's true. Mm-hmm. You think from an evolutionary standpoint, you got to focus on the bad things because the bad things usually trying to kill you right or whatever is wrong whatever is wrong right right another way of looking at it yeah so we are like our brain has not adapted to there being less negative things although there are still plenty of negative things out there but um so you sort of have to retrain your brain to appreciate um the the good things the the joyous things and sometimes uh uh, like therapy, they'll call that mindfulness of just being like aware in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was sort of on my walk, although I was a little bit distracted on my walk of just being like, oh, I I hear the birds. They sound, you know, so beautiful. Oh, the sun is setting and it's making these beautiful colors along the the clouds and the skyline. And okay, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for um i mean are we listing things that we're thankful for we're just talking about for it we're uh, yeah go ahead we were talking um yesterday again whenever it was that uh, i just got done doing a show on saturday Uh, my friend tyler tafoya wrote a show and i was in it and a group of us eight of us i think and um we did it in 2019 as well and back then my brain was so bad with just all the health stuff that I had to have a script with me on stage. Mm. And this time I was able to, I'm not 
healed yet fully, but that I was able to memorize all my lines after like a, a like so much, mm-hmm. so much time trying to spend learning lines just because it wouldn't you know with my brain it wouldn't stick. Um, but being able to do all that, like really, it's an it, easy thing to brush past. But when I f- took a moment and stepped back and was like, you should be proud of that. You know, I think both you and I are people who don't, who like compliments, but don't necessarily feel super comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody's like, hey, I love this, da, 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 and you're like, oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. And you deflect <laughs> with something else. I mean, I'll speak for myself, maybe not for you, um, but I'll try and deflect towards something else. Like when people came and saw the show, oh my gosh, you were so funny. We really liked it. I go, oh, thank you so much for coming and seeing Tyler's show. I really appreciate it. Okay. So you you received it by saying thank you, but then you made it like, you know, t- Tyler's yeah. show, which so it, it is. It took a long time just to even say thank you. So um, just, yeah, sitting in that and just being grateful that people took time out of their day. And not that I wasn't grateful before, but it's just, you know, that sort of attention and that sort of, um, what's a good word for it? Well, um, the word is coming to my mind and I don't know if this is a word you're searching for, but I feel like you're being like more aware and more intentional. Yeah. Of just being more introspective of like, okay, I'm, I'm batting it away right now. So just say, thank you. That's a good one. I, I feel like I have been working on that the last several or more years, you know, receiving it by saying thank you doesn't mean I agree with you. You know, I mean, sometimes compliments are very hard to receive because you're like, I don't even know if that's true, but, but that person is saying it. So it's like, thank It's like, you're saying, thank you for the compliment, not thank you. Oh yes. I was so wonderful in the show. You're right. I was, it's not, Thank you for the, it's thank you for the compliment is really, I, if I feel like if that's what I'm saying, then that, that comes a lot more easily to me now. Yeah. And so just thankful for that. Thankful for, I mean, a, a zillion different things, but just recently like thankful for the play. And even though it was a, you know, a, a short, but intense amount of time, the fact that you get to like connect with a group of people for a brief window and then make this thing that other people like smile and laugh and feel things at mm-hmm. it's just really weird if you think about it but also really cool and um so just very thankful for those people that they were all so fun and nice and um how about you i'll so i'm talking too much i'll swing it back. no 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 i i wanted to um hear what you had to say about about being thankful. I, we were, we were talking last night and I was telling you that I'd received an, a forward on an email about a woman in Canada named Ann Voskamp, who's, uh, I guess a lot of people really know who she is and follow her writing, et cetera. She challenged pe- people who were on the, her um, email list or what have you to come up with 1000 things you're grateful for. 
And I didn't really dive into it long enough to find out, well, what's the time period there? Do you know what I mean? Was it the month of November? I'm not really sure about that. I thought it was fascinating, though. And this friend who, Linda, who had forwarded this to me, had uh, just recently challenged a group of friends to write down five things at the end of the day to be grateful for. And, um, you know, five times 30 is only 150. That doesn't get you too far to the thousand. But um, like you said, it's it shifts how you are looking at things. It it makes you, I think, helps you to be more in, in the moment, in the present. And then it increases your awareness. Like you said, you like, oh, oh, yeah, there are birds where it's like you hear it, but you're not necessarily listening or you're listening and you don't hear it, however you want to look at it. But to take that moment and say, what's around me? Oh, my gosh, the, the birds are so sweet. They're, they're singing to each other in the sun. It's it's really stepping into what's happening now. And um, I'm not very good at that, I don't think. I. Um, what are you running from? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is therapy with Rochelle and Sean. I don't think I'm running from anything. I think it's my nature to be a doer. I think that comes from my grandmother, my mother. You know, you're just like, okay, what's the next thing I can get done? What's the next thing I can get mm. done? Mm-hmm. And I know you're a little bit that way too. You know, we like, um, you know, getting stuff done, not necessarily on the list, but like, okay, what can I do now? But yeah, taking the time and sitting down and fill in the blank, whatever that is, is something I'm, I am working on, I-N-G, in process. Yeah, and I feel like it also sort of calms your inner self down a little bit, because I think especially with media and the news and stuff like that, we're constantly being updated on every terrible thing of like my phone you know it'll give me it it, the magical algorithm knows what to tell me and it told me some awful thing about someone's golden retriever getting sick and i was like why (sighs) why would you send me that you know no like don't send me stuff like that anymore send me some nice positive stuff because it right can't we it's not healthy to just have the constant barrage of Oh, this other awful thing happened. Get, buckle up because the world's on fire and there's nothing we can do about it. Like, okay, let's try and stay at least a little bit positive. Right. Huh? Well, that's, that's some good insight. Um, it's interesting that, you know, when the computer age began and it, I think part of the, the sell was, oh, you're going to have so much more time. You're going to have so much more time. It's it's going to do all this for you, and you're going to have so much more time. I do not find that to be the case. <laughs> I find that I am now doing even more yeah. in the same amount of time because you know you're you're texting back, you're texting people, you're reading your email, you are, you know, if you have any kind of social media presence, you're doing that. Plus, if you have an actual job or you work or whatever. You're working on that. And then you've got relationships and family and all these other things you're trying to maintain. I don't think it saved me time, but I I do appreciate how it did make certain things much easier. 
Yeah, it almost makes you wish for a simpler time when you could be the third president and have rickets and gout and <laughs> all that stuff. Tommy J. Uh, old Tommy J, all that stuff at the same time and just be like, eh, this is enough. I'll just sit here with all my maladies. Well, it's so interesting. We have a neighbor who frequently sits on his porch. And I think it's so sweet, but I, I think, oh, I don't know if I could do that. Unless I was reading a book or had someone that had someone there to have a conversation with. But you know, the I admire that and it inspires me. I'm just not I'm I don't think I'm all that good at being still. I think, yeah, meditation would tell you that you need it even more then. Oh god. That like the more you don't think you can stand still, the more you need to. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. What is your um like go to Thanksgiving? Like y- you've got to have it on Thanksgiving Day. Now Honey. both of us are dietary, you know, uh, dietary restrictions and all of that. But like, what is your go to thing on Thanksgiving? I would say the only thing I really like at Thanksgiving is cranberry relish that reminds me of my Aunt Mary's cranberry relish. So that's, thank goodness, Trader Joe's has uh, made a very wonderful version of it because it tastes just like my aunt's. But it's it's cranberries and celery and and orange and all this stuff just into fine little pieces. And it's it's not dry. I mean, it's, you know, it's got some liquid going on there with oh. all those maybe some apple in there too it's it's just that you know i don't eat turkey i mash potatoes you know if my mom makes them that's good um stuffing now gravy now pumpkin pie now the pumpkin pie because you can't eat it no i don't it's i mean i could eat it no if, desire if, yeah i mean i'd rather spend my calories somewhere else <laughs> than <laughs> Pumpkin pie. I mean, I know you really like it. And I will tell you that last night we were in Georgia, as you know, and we had sweet potato biscuits. Now, when someone ordered that as like an appetizer, I thought, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine how that's, how is that even going to be? It just didn't seem like it it should be a thing. But let me tell you, (laughs) hang on, on, I got a cough. That was some of the most delicious bread product I've ever had. Incredible. Really? So good. And I know you would like it if you could eat that sort of thing. Oh, well, I'll have to try and find a recipe and make a gluten-free. Oh my gosh. So good. Anyway, I was very, here we go again. She's getting really emotional. <coughs> she had in Georgia. Just give oh my her goodness. just a moment. to. Yes. I was very thankful for my, my, the sweet potato biscuits for sure. So that was something. You would I think it would be hard. Were they really dense? Because not that dense. More, yeah, not as dense as maybe you might picture a biscuit to be. They, I think they were more light and and airy. But they, okay, this is the part that you probably would have liked in in past years, but not so much now. It probably had a little glaze of some kind. Maybe a little cinnamon and sugar and Ooh. something. So it was a little bit, and it wasn't Dirty. too sweet. It wasn't too sweet, but it was 
It was delicious. I, I had a half last night. I had a half this morning with breakfast. <laughs> I had a half. <laughs> I have I'm one half back. left. I had one half. I have one half left. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> Delicioso. Oh, very fun. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. My five gratitude things, one for sure is a food item. Mm. It's like, oh my gosh, that smoothie today was so good. Or wh- whatever item um, that I'm very excited about for that day, it just for sure one of them's food. Yeah. I think I was talking to Kat about this recently that because I've had such a fraught journey with food, I don't, you know, we know so many people that are foodies that like just, it's an art form. They appreciate the, um, all the flavors that go into it. And that's that I don't, but I just <laughs> haven't been able to eat a lot of stuff, right. especially recently. And so I want to get back into cooking and appreciating food as, a, as opposed to just treating it as I just need fuel to survive. Right. You know, so I, I look forward to being thankful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can have the turkey. So that's good for Thanksgiving. As long as they, but as long as they don't like put any seasoning or. Well, you don't really eat the skin anyway. So, uh, you know, I think you'll be okay. Well, I might have to figure out how to make sweet potato biscuits for Christmas or something like that. (laughs) I'm up, I'm up for the challenge. And listeners, I, I just want to share with you that Sean is making a tartiflette. Did I say that right? Yeah. Tartiflette for so Thanksgiving. A, Tell us what that is. So it's a. it sounds French. <laughs> it does. Um, layers of potato. You put it in a, um, what do you call that? Like a Dutch oven or mm-hmm. cast iron pot. And then... Um, Two types of cheese. I want to say brioche and something else. Um, maybe a brie. Green. Is it brie? Oh, maybe. I can't remember. Okay, that's There's fine. one type that you, uh, and then it's with cream and then oh white wine. And you put the layers of potato on top of each other. And then there's also like some sort of ham product, but it's not like when I think of ham, and this isn't. <laughs> This isn't any shade on you, but uh, I think of the ham from like our, you know, our um, sandwiches. sandwiches. Yeah. And they're just being the cheapest ham and just being like so awful. We married in to that ham thing or I married (laughs) into that ham thing. I I never made you a ham sandwich before I got married to Ron and, you know, we had to make so many lunches. (laughs) But this is more like a a thin sliced. um, Like almost a prosciutto or. Yeah, or like a Canadian bacon where it's a very thin slice of something and it um and so that's in between the layers. So the, that the cheese, the potatoes, and then the cream and the white wine and then another just the full thing of cheese goes on top of it all. It cooks in the oven and then the top melts down into all the other layers. Wow. Just makes this very decadent um dish. That you that you can't hit. eat, yeah. I can't eat it, can't but eat it, everyone seems I, to really like it. So yeah, I'll keep making it. Yeah, that well, that's so wonderful. I, I appreciate, and I am grateful for your giving heart. It, you know, it's not you're not saying, well, I don't even eat this, so why would I make it? You're like, no, everyone seems to enjoy it, so I'm going to make it. And you find joy 
and making this thing that other people enjoy eating. Yeah. I've just always really, just like Ron does, I enjoy the time that you're putting it together. I'll put on like at this season right now, I'll put on a little bit of Frasier, <laughs> just chuckle to myself. Oh, oh, they're so witty. And, you know, make the stuff and you spend a couple hours in the kitchen and, and then to see people enjoy it. There's just something really heartwarming right. about it, you know? Yeah, that's very sweet and very thoughtful. Oh, well, Sean, I mean, we didn't even get to one of the things I wanted to do, and that's okay. We'll save that for another time. Okay. But this was something to be grateful for, for sure. Being able to spend this time with you, um, hearing your, here we go again. She's getting, <clears throat> getting emotional again. I'm ready to cry. <laughs> Hearing your um, what you recall of American history is. <laughs> oh God! And listener, just so you know, I was Sean's fifth grade teacher, and we I was learned. Stuff, but you I did learned, a really good job of teaching us about like indigenous Native American stuff. Yes. Too, like really focusing on that. So. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. That's a good memory for you. Good. Yeah, little tree. I remember. Little the education. Well, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful that both my parents are back from Georgia, safe and sound. Yes. And I'm thankful that your podcast continues to talk to just us regular folk. Yes. And and <clears throat> check in and get all sorts of fun, interesting views of people that don't necessarily always get a um. What would you call that? A, a springboard. A Voice platform. Let me stand up on an Apple box. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it means, gosh, my voice. It means a lot to me to be able to do this and it's extra special to do it with you. So thank you. And listener. Um, I think my voice is just going. So perfect timing. I'm grateful that we're concluding in, in terms of my voice coming back. And um, thank you again, Sean. Jingle bells. Whether in the U.S. or not, we can be still to notice all the many gifts around us. I like that Sean brought that up as a conversation point. Are you currently keeping a list, a journal, or verbal record of the simple pleasures that each day brings, something to be grateful for? If you start it, it will change your life. The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest, filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under Unabashed You. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired. 
And now a prayer. Father God, I am so grateful that I can call you my Father. In your presence, I experience wholeness and joy. You are the greatest gift I have ever received. Today, please help me to live from a place of confident assurance as your loved child. Give me your wisdom and make me more like you. Allow me to go through life filled with your great joy. In Jesus' name, amen. That is from you version. Today, become who you already are and be grateful.